Good afternoon and thank you once again for joining me for Business, The Law and You. Julian Campbell here and we've got another very interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program we'll have a look at our Harvard Business Review tip. This particular one is own up to your mistakes when you've dropped the ball. We're also going to be chatting with Christina a bit later on about uh, rewriting the rules now that uh, we're opening up again from Corona. And right now, though, we're going to have a chat with Chartered Accountant Tony Vidray. Uh, good afternoon, Tony. Hi, Julian. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, so we're going to jump into looking at the latest statistics for the Tax Practitioners Board. Well, it's interesting you've got that Harvard Business Review, which is only up to your mistakes, because um, this is a this is very very um, topical, and it segues into into what you and I are going to talk about. Um, so, the, the Tax Practitioners Board released their annual report, and one of the things that really has stood out for me, and what we're going to talk about today, is the number of sanctions um, that they've um, issued against accountants, road accountants, um, the number that they've terminated, and the number that they've. Um, um, sent written cautions out to. So, but a little bit of a little bit of background first. So, about ten odd years ago, the the bureaucrats decided that they would create this new body, the Tax Practitioners Board, and it would act independently from the tax office. So, the tax office were the ones that had all the power. They're the ones that could actually, you know, police a lot of the of the accounts, and they thought, well, that is a little bit too much, you know, judge, jury, and executioner in that sort of scenario. What we'll do is you. Tax office, you administer the tax law and process all the returns, but we'll have this body over here called the Tax Practitioners Board, and they're the ones that regulate all of the accounts. They're the ones that I pay uh, my exorbitant annual fees to to, to uh, remain, um, you know, an agent. Um, and but look, there was a lot of criticism in the early days because they thought, well, why do we need a you know another body, another level of bureaucracy? But I, I think it was a good idea to have it separated out. Um, where I have a real issue, where a lot of accounts have got a real issue with the Tax Practitioners Board, is that over the last 10 years, what they have allowed to do is they've allowed a lot of um, accountants to, or a lot of people to become registered as tax agents that probably should not have been registered as tax agents. And there's a bit of a, a tug of war now between um, you know discussions around professional education and what, what makes a proper... Um, and fit person you know, to be an accountant. But when you look at these statistics, these are pretty damning. So have a go, have a, have a think about these. The total number of sanctions against rogue accountants rose in 12 months from 287 to 749. Wow. It's, it's extraordinary, isn't it? Mm. The number of terminations where they've just ripped up the person's you know, uh, uh, qualifications and taken their their degree off the wall, 24 up to 74, right? Almost mm. triple. And the number of written cautions have increased from 182 to 540. So there's a real problem in the industry right now with um, with rogue accountants. And I, I think part of the problem is that I think the general public um, are very confused as to what actually you know makes uh, an accountant. They wouldn't have a clue as to whether they're a tax agent or whether they're a a member. There's, there's, there are three other organisations um, that, that you can be a member of. You can be a member of... I'm a member of Chartered Accounts mm. um, um, Australia and New Zealand, so I'm a Chartered Accounts. So that's... I'm a member of TENS. There's another organisation called the Society of CPAs. And yep. then there's a third organisation called um, ITA, the, the Institute of Public Accounts. Now, if you are a member of any one of those three organisations, it is mandatory 
to follow an ethical um, code of conduct. There's things that we just have to do. We've got to follow processes, procedures. We've got to have all them in place. We've got to have you know proper supervision and control of our um, of our juniors and our staff members. But if you're just a tax agent and you're not a member of one of these three organisations, the, the the there was an interesting court case that said, well, you know, they're not you know <laughs> this particular rogue accountant was not a member of one of these three organisations, so his level of care was a lot lower than what was expected from oh. from someone if you were if were a member of these other three organisations. And I thought, I remember reading it at the time, it was about two years ago, thinking, well, that's not a good outcome for the uh, for the industry. And that's probably why those sanctions have risen by, you know, by so much in the, um, so, in the last couple of years. So can you tell from the sanctions whether they're the, uh, the top th- the top the three bodies or whether they're um, lower qualifications? No, look, they don't break that up, but I, okay. I, will, I will hazard a, a best guess that they, they will be from people who are not part of these organisations because, as I say, if you're a member of those three organisations, you get a, a regular, well, not that regular, probably once every five years, um, quality review. They knock yeah. on the door and they say, yeah. right, we want to see your files, we want to see your processes, we want to see your you know, independence register, we want to see a whole stack of things, we want to see that you've gone and... Um, done your minimum number of hours attending conferences and courses. So they set the bar very high, but mm. the tax practitioners board created this problem by allowing, you know, a lot of... Others um, in. Others in, yeah, so, who are just tax agents. And the public doesn't know the difference. So they, they go to someone and then, you know, if their affairs are messed up, next thing you know, they're, they're putting a complaint into the uh, tax practitioners board and they're, they're, they're being this sort of, you know, reactionary. So I thought it was a very... Um, very interesting uh, yeah. topic and a very, yeah, very timely one of that. And you're also going to talk about Hackleton's case of negligence. Well, that's the one, that's the case that I just referred to. Oh, earlier. okay. So, so, so very briefly, so Hackleton um, did the tax work for, for, for this guy called Mr P. The tax office were a little bit um, suspicious that he wasn't declaring all of his income. And so his income in about six consecutive years um, were... Nil, nil, twenty-five thousand, thirty-one thousand, thirty-seven thousand, thirty-five thousand. Now the ATX became a little bit suspicious when he bought a three-point-two million-dollar home and borrowed um, two and a half million, two and a half million dollars. So what ended up happening was he was, in, you know, he was investigated, he was fined, all this sort of stuff, and his accountants had to reconstruct a whole set of financial statements and send him a lovely bill for one hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. And he turned around and went, well, no, no, I'm not paying it because you guys did such a bad job um, that you should have done it, you know, correctly in the first place. And Hackleton was not a member of those three organisations. The court actually said, well, he's not a member of those organisations, so therefore his duty of care isn't as high as everyone else's. So, um, no, there's no case. You've got to pay him. So it was it was just the wrong message to send out. That's just important. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, thanks very much for your time again, Tony. Um, we will talk to you again in the new year. Uh, yeah, beginning wonderful. Of, beginning of February. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll have a little bit of a break, so hopefully next year will be a little bit more, um, a bit, bit, bit more normal. Okay, thank you, Moats. Bye. Right, thanks, Johnny. See ya. Tony Fidre there with, uh, yeah, helping us to understand those differences between those bodies and maybe other uh, lower qualified accountants. Time to pop over and have our chat with Christina. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you today? Oh, thank you. I'm very well. And yourself? 
I'm very well as well. And we're going to look at rewriting the rules. We are. So we're on our last um, action. We had seven days or seven actions for seven days. Just to recap, we did now is the time to show up. We've done vision, values, mission. We've done networking, collaboration, taking risks and being the visionary, finding your niche. Last week we did mindset, mindset, mindset. And today we're going to talk about the world is in the same position. We can rewrite the rules. And, and that's kind of not exactly true right now because Australia is really um, in a much better position than a lot of our global mm, partners. Yeah. So uh, a, a lot of, you know, it's amazing what happens in seven weeks. So, um, you know, the, all the, the new figures and everything out of, from Europe and the USA are, are nowhere near the promise that Australia has. And we're actually quite, in a, in a you know, like, hello, Merry Christmas almost, um, not saying that things are back where they were because they certainly are not and they're not where they would be had we not been going through COVID at all. Uh, however, we have got borders opening, we've got restrictions lifting. Um, the numbers that came out around the economy yesterday were much better than anyone had anticipated. Uh, and I think it's really time to remind ourselves of all the lessons that this year has taught us. And, and of course, we're never going to go back to what we had before. Well, let's just really reiterate, every time somebody says the new normal or back to normal or anything that, that has the word normal in it, I actually get a bit twitchy uh, because I think there have been immeasurable challenges that have been presented to us in Australia and across the globe. Uh, we've had this accelerated awareness of lots of things that weren't going well before. Um, COVID actually accelerated the demise of a lot of things that weren't looking good. It just made made all, all those things happen faster. The United Nations Sustainable Development Goals have taken backward steps. So, you know, poverty has increased. Education around the globe has declined because of the effects, the ongoing effects of COVID. So there's lots of work that needs to be done. Um, we have the opportunity now to, to rewrite rules, to increase abundance to increase our thoughts around prosperity buckets of opportunity for incremental innovation everything up to disruptive innovation uh, and i just really like we've we've spoken about collaboration a lot just like to point out and make really obvious the collaborative effects around the vaccine have been phenomenal mm. so mm. you know the, the pfizer has been the first vaccine to actually be approved in the uk things are going to start rolling out um, you know, the rollout plans are, are, are happening. Uh, but, you know, if you think about it, the vaccine was um, produced in Germany. The people that produced it were uh, of Turkish heritage. It's actually been manufactured in Belgium. It's been trialled worldwide. We have had amazing amounts of global collaboration over this. That is one of the huge lessons that, that we really need to take away from us or with us, that if we put our minds to it, what's not possible so mm. all the things you know all the things that we've discussed even over the years julian not just over the last few weeks the things that we've discussed around disruptive innovation incremental innovation do we really care if things happen in massive steps as long as things happen so anything that you can do within your businesses to go this wasn't where we wanted it to be before COVID actually has accelerated the rate of change the rate of awareness what are the steps that we can put in place to make sure that we don't end up back in an old comfort zone that really wasn't working and to progress things forward? And how do we bring other people in 
that we want to work with, that we want to collaborate with, that we are very much aligned with, how do we bring them into our conversations? And of course, now's the time to start planning some of that um, and looking at risks um, because one of the bits of information released yesterday by the retailers was an extra million people in Australia buy now buy online that didn't that used to buy from retail stores so you know there's areas that all businesses have really got to look at and go let's let's change our direction and let's change our our, our way of dealing with our customers yeah and let's create experiences we want experiences you know if we're going to buy something just because we want to buy it or we know what we want to get we're going to go online if we want you know i mean the weekend was a was a pretty Good example, I've spoken to many people um, who hit the shopping centres on the weekend, A, because of the air conditioning, uh, you know, that was a, that was there, but B, because they wanted to be with other people and they wanted to have a browse. So what are the experiences that we can create and the collaborative opportunities? And I think one of the things that people ought to also, also ought to look at in their businesses is what opportunities are there in ways of funding things? Um, you know, I've talked about our, uh, our one of our other businesses, which is uh, um, providing uh, tie dye kits. And uh, you know, we, we were having a very bad year at the beginning of this year. When COVID hit, it went through the roof because everybody was sitting at home wanting to do something. And then yeah. we then we found out that the the government has a uh, a crafty kids voucher for everyone at school has a hundred dollar voucher. So it took us four months to get on the program. We now got on the program. We launched it last Wednesday. We've had 200 orders in in seven days. So, uh, um, you know, and that's sort of tripled our, uh, well, actually, trip, it's almost given us the turnover in, in one week that we've been getting in one month. Yeah, uh, and, and that, that's the outside. Like, you don't know what you don't know. That's so exactly if you, right. If you stay in a bubble then you're not going to find out other things. This is why we need to go to, to different events. We need to hit different webinars. We need to be reading different pieces of information. We and, need to be sharing. And that's right. The collaboration is just so important. Absolutely. So, you know, the more it, all these are all the lessons that, we've, that we learn. And there are people that aren't in a hurry to get back out there, I've got to say. Mm. There are, you know, different, different opportunities around AR, VR, XR, you know, different uses of technology. How do we now take what we know about how technology can serve us and how do we implement it so that we have, you know, hybrid's a word that's been thrown around for the last few months, but how do we hybrid everything that we know, everything that we've learned? How mm. do we funnel it into, into where we're going to go, the excitement that we can actually have about the future? Again, that's not taking anything away of the seriousness of what we've been through. People have been hurt. People have lost loved ones. Businesses have gone under. How do we pick everyone? And, you know, we're leading into Christmas. Let's buy local. Let's support local businesses. Um, and some of those, you know, I think I read an article in the, in the Newcastle Herald the other day that was around the, um, the wineries and the ones particularly that have been affected by mm. um, all, the, all the tension with China. Let's support them. You let's know? rewrite let's, the rules. Yep, let's rewrite the rules. Thank you. We'll have a chat with you again next week. Very much look forward to it, Julian. Have a great week. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Christina there with Rewriting the Rules. Time for our Harvard Business Review tip. And uh, as Tony said, this is a very important one. Own up to your mistake when you've dropped the ball. No matter how hard you try, you're likely to disappoint a colleague at some point. 
But what you should do is you've let something really important slip. Instead of hiding, address the problem right away, face-to-face and preferably with the other person can still make a plan B. If you're supposed to deliver a report that can't be done, say something like, I think I'm in over my head. Do you want me to keep plugging along? Are there other people who can help? Is there any flexibility in the deadline? Don't wait until the counterpart has no options. Take ownership by admitting that you made a mistake. Then provide an explanation, but don't belabor the point. It's a heartfelt, I'm sorry, can go a long way. Lay out your plan for how you're going to make the situation right in the future and be upfront about what you can can do and what you can't do. And we all drop the ball from time to time, don't we? Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour. I hope you've enjoyed the program. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with you with more of your easy listening favourites. Next week, we'll talk with Rani Ganda from Turnbull Hill Lawyers and we'll have our Minute on Innovation with Christina and some more business and legal news and views that might affect your business. I'd love your company again for business, the law and you at the same time next week. Until then, have an exciting and prosperous week and as Oprah Winfrey once said... I feel that luck is preparation meeting opportunity. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.